the film yap we're back here with the crew for another podcast i know we haven't done quite as many of these lately in the rush to the end of the year and awards voting and all that kind of stuff but we're back uh of course i'm joined by uh, fellow yappers alec tombs and annie cart welcome gentlemen happy Hello. to be here so we thought we would uh, kick off the new year with uh, looking at some of the movies that we're most looking forward to in 2023 you can call it a a movie year preview if you want, but it's really more like our picks for movies that we're genuinely excited about. Um, and uh, I guess we think we're just doing like a round and round. I want to go in alphabetical order. So Alec, why don't you kick us off? I don't have my list in front of me. I was trying to pull it up. I think my first movie was uh cocaine bear. And I yeah. actually <laughs> wore this very special shirt. Uh, uh just a movie I'm very excited for. It's loosely based on a true story, directed by Elizabeth Banks. The cast should be really fun. It is one of Ray Liotta's last appearances on film. The trailer looks bonkers. I'm here for cocaine bears. I'm here for snakes on planes. Uh, should be good. So, uh, do you gentlemen have thoughts about this movie? Tell us a little bit about it, just because I'm, I've heard the title and I've heard people excited about it, but I'm not 100% what it's about. Back in like the 70s or 80s, a a uh, suitcase full of cocaine fell out of an airplane. A bear found it, ate said contents of the suitcase, went off, and eventually died, sadly. Um, this is a fictionalized version of that. So, um, yeah, it looks fun. looks like a horror comedy. I, I'm, I'm game for it. Cool. All right, and if anybody wants to comment on somebody else's pick, feel free. I don't have any comment on that one just because all I've heard is the title and now the premise, so it sounds interesting. I will say I am here for Cocaine Bear. Okay. Well, Andy, why don't you take us with the first one on your list? And Andy, um, I've shared your list on the chat so you can go ahead and refer to that. I see. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> I believe my first one that I'm excited about this year is next month, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, it's, you know, a, another one in the slew of Marvel movies. Uh, it's an interesting one because... Ant-Man, not a character that a lot of people think of as like high stakes or, you know, big money character, but they're they, they're seemingly putting a lot of chips on this one. They're introducing the next big villain, the kind of new Thanos type character with Kang. Um, the latest trailer makes it look like Ant-Man's going to die. So we'll see. Um, could be an interesting one. Yeah, like someone, someone pointed out to, that... Uh... All for the Ant-Man mini franchise within the Marvel franchise that all they do is just take the original title and just keep adding words to it. <laughs> yeah. So Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I didn't know the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, yeah. yeah, Paul Rudd I think is, you know, a really fun, atypical superhero character, the way he plays it, you know, very much reg regular guy's superhero story. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah. I'm stoked to see Jonathan Major's work as King the Conqueror. He's been great last oh, handful yeah. of years and i'm assuming we'll continue to do so in this movie yeah jonathan yeah. majors has quickly become one of my favorite character actors in movies uh mm -hmm. i first really recognized him in the last black man in san francisco he was so good in devotion which came out recently and not a lot of people see saw we just had a giveaway here so hopefully more more people will catch that one and of course he's in Creed three, which we're going to talk about later and we are doing these in roughly chronological order as they as they come out but you know, give us some grace. Not exactly. Uh, my pick is Evil Dead Rise, just because, you know, I grew up on these sort of movies. You know, Evil Dead uh, and Evil Dead 2 were kind of the movies that I first, uh, 
you know, really fell in love with like, you know, gnarly, grisly, gross horror films. Um, so I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it, uh, if nothing else. The trailer yeah. was certainly disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did just last year. I watched all of the old uh, Evil Dead movies for, for the podcast, Odd Trilogies. Little plug. Um, and uh, But I still haven't seen the 2013 one, which I don't know if this one is connected to at all or if it's just a totally standalone thing. But I feel like I need to hop on 2013 because I do want to see Rise. Cool. All right, uh, Alec, when we go back to you. Next movie on my list, speaking of Jonathan Majors, is Creed 3, um, <laughs> directed by Michael B. Jordan. Um, sorry, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson. Uh, my favorite Rocky movie is the first Creed movie. Like, honestly, I think it is far superior to any other movie in the franchise. Um, Kugler's gone on to do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I'm sure he's probably involved as a producer or something on this. Uh, I'm just really curious to see uh, Michael B. Jordan behind behind the camera and see what the product looks like. I think this was on your list as well, Andy. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. <clears throat> yeah, it, it kind of seems like you know if you're tracking the Creed part with the original Rocky franchise, this is kind of like the uh, number three Clever Lang one where the young right. hungry guy comes up to challenge the champion and. <laughs> I don't know what Jonathan Majors has been eating or doing, but I saw him in the thing, and holy God, he he is just, you know, built out like a freaking Mack truck. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did not see Creed 2. I was not super impressed with the first Creed. Um, I liked it. I gave it a positive review, but I was not as high on it as you were, Alex. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, Andy, what's next on your list? Um, next up for me, I can't exactly remember the release date but the uh, dungeons and dragons honor among thieves um that uh, stars chris prine michelle rodriguez um justice smith hugh grant um and i mean i'm i'm kind of a nerd for tabletop rpgs and chris i know you play too um i don't know if you do alec but uh dungeons and dragon movie has been attempted before um, to less than stellar results, so I'm I'm kind of excited just to see what a big budget Dungeons and Dragons adaptation looks like at this point. I like I thought the trailer was a lot of fun and looked like it captured kind of the spontaneous nature of the game a little bit. So instead of just being like a generic fantasy movie, <clears throat> I'm definitely ex- excited isn't the right word. Intrigued because I think there's been at least hasn't there been two previous. Dungeons and Dragons movies? Oh, or, there might have been. Or yeah. I know one in the late 90s. Uh, I think Jeremy yeah. Irons was oh, in. Maybe. So bad. It was Mar- so Marlon Wayans? I mean, like, <laughs> not even, like I mean, these guys had to pay bad. their mortgages, too. Yeah. It was not even, like, comically bad. Like, you could laugh at it and enjoy it on that level. It was just just painful. Um, yeah, the, you know, the, the fantasy genre, um, sword and sorcery, has always been near and dear to my heart. And, you know, mm-hmm. there was like a brief heyday in like the late 70s to early 80s where they're making those movies. Um, some of them are very, you know, schmaltzy and not good, but some of them were, you know, really good. Um, and, the, you know, they really haven't, you know, we have obviously like the Lord of the Rings movies. You, you can even throw um, Game of Thrones into that genre, obviously, you know, television, more long form. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. One of the things I get tired about when they do do fantasy for the screen is it's always high fantasy. 
if you've ever heard this distinction between high and low fantasy, like the original Conan books would be low fantasy. It's like it's gritty, it's grisly, it's there's sex, uh, and it's 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 low stakes. It's like Conan goes out, you know, fights fights some evil creatures and gets treasure. It's almost like a D&D module. <laughs> and with high fantasy, it's like everything. It's kings, it's queens, it's the end of the world, it's dragons. And I like that stuff, but I'm like, I want to see a story. Can it, can it just be not about the end of the world? And it's just like like going on a D&D adventure. So I'm curious to see if they're going to try and do that with this. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think um, next from my list, and I don't have as many as you guys, so at some point it'll just go be go to use. You guys, um, I I put in, I'm surprised you guys didn't, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I love this franchise. Um, and, you know, as you know, I, I will defend uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to anybody, as I think being right in there in terms of, I mean, it's not, not as good as the first one, which is, or the second, which I think I think are the best ones. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to see old indie movie. Um, just because it's obviously going to be the last go round for that character. Who knows? Maybe they'll try and reboot it in 20 years with some other actor. I hope not. But I'm interested. My only hesitation is it's the first one not directed by Steven Spielberg. But it is directed by James Mangold, who's a pretty damn good filmmaker. His last <laughs> movie, Ford versus Ferrari, was awesome. And he's made a lot of other good movies, too. Okay, uh, Alec, back to you. Uh, next movie on my list, and I believe this was on Andy's as well, is John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, I'm always down to see Keanu engage in some gun gun-fu. Uh cast looks fun, trailer looks fun. Just him with the nunchuck just wailing on that dude. I could watch two hours of that in and of itself. Uh <laughs> Andy, what are your thoughts on the movie? Uh yeah, I I am really excited for it just because the all three movies have been consistently delivering that just adrenaline rush of creative action and stuff. I will say the third one felt like that was the first time in the series where I was like, okay, we're just kind of prolonging this kind of one story of John running from everybody else. Um, and the even the action was great, but like went on a little too long. I don't necessarily want to say it was too much action because it's a that's what it's meant to be. Um, sure. But by the end of the third movie, I was kind of like, you really got to like tighten this up if you're going to keep doing more of them or come up with a, a good idea for a next chapter in the story. So I'm hoping that four kind of tightens things up and makes it fun, but I know it'll be a blast of action regardless. So I'm excited. The Wick, the Wick movies kind of like the raid movies are, are fairly exhausting, but they're <laughs> really fun while you're watching them. At least yeah. they are for me. Yeah. I'll be curious. I don't know why my memory is like the first John Wick movies came out fairly quick close together and now it's been a few years since the third one it's been about four years something yeah. like it was a pandemic sandwich yeah. in between <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be curious although as i pointed out john wick was starting to show his age in the third one even though those movies are supposed to take place you know concurrently within the timeline uh keanu reeves is uh, i noted in my review uh you know starting to read as a fellow 50 guy in his 50s with janky knees I recognized his run and how he runs. I was like, okay, they're gonna. I'm hoping they're gonna do really well with four, but also wrap it up because I think it's time. Uh, Andy, I think we're back to you. Um, yes. So, okay. So the next one on my list was uh, John Wick, but I'll go on to the next one. Um, uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Um, which is the first two-parter in the series. But um, 
I went from very kind of bleh on this franchise to just in the last couple of movies, very jazzed about them. Um, I'm here for the kind of uh, the cult of, of Tom Cruise, the stunt man. You know, we can say whatever we want about his his politics or beliefs or whatever. But when he's on the screen, I love him. Um, Top Gun Maverick was amazing. I watched that like nine minute behind the scenes video for this new Mission Impossible movie where they're explaining some of the new stunts and I couldn't be more excited. Fallout was amazing. It's one of my favorite action movies or at least American action movies of the last few years. Um, so yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited for this one. It was yeah, on my got... list too. I'm super, oh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, yeah, I do. I'm not as stoked, but um, you know, to me, it's kind of like the Fast and Furious franchise, which I noticed nobody put Fast Fast X <laughs> on their list. In that, you know, they're entertaining in the moment, but you know, they kind of just over time have blurred together for me. That's kind of the way it is with the Mission Impossible movies. I'm pretty stoked for it. I think the franchise took a turn at like uh, the fourth one, or was it mm. Ghost Protocol? And it's just been escalating ever since. Kind of like the Fast and Furious movies. I'm looking forward to Fast X also. Just there's only so many movies I can put on the list. So, well, if they had called it Fast 10 Your Seat Belts, I might have put it on the list. There, there you go. <laughs> yes, because it's about family, <laughs> specifically the family of money that Vin Diesel wouldn't be able to make if he wasn't making these because all his other movies are crap. Uh, but anyway. My pick <laughs> next smaller movie you probably haven't heard of The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, I think this is coming out late summer, and this is an interesting story. Is it's an adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula novel, but specifically just one chapter where the the ship transports the coffins with the vampires um, across the ocean. And I love concepts like that where people like take a known intellectual property and do something interesting with it and twist it. Uh, so just a, a, a teeny little horror film that I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Who's in it? Uh, uh, nobody you've heard of. <laughs> uh, do you know who directed it? Uh, great. You're going to make me go look it up. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I could do it too. I, uh, I had Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, let's see. Uh, directed by... Uh, well, it stars Liam Cunningham uh, from Game of Thrones. People may remember him. Oh, that dude's a good actor. Yeah, uh, David Das Malchian, who's one of those actors that you maybe not recognize the name, but you probably recognize his face because he's just a very polka dot man. Yeah, from, uh, suicide <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for whatever reason, I'm not seeing the director's name here on the Andre Overdahl. Okay. Um. He made the autopsy of Jane Doe, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, Troll Hunter. Uh, he's a pretty good filmmaker. This should be good. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks for helping me round that out. So, uh, back, Alec, back to you. And the next movie on my list is Bo is Afraid. Uh, it's the new A24 movie from Ari Aster, starring Joaquin Phoenix. It's apparently like a three-hour tragic comedy horror movie. Um, my wife saw the trailer and couldn't be more turned off by it, but I love Ari Aster's stuff as much as it pains and bruises me while I'm watching it. Um, and Joaquin, uh, even when I don't like the movie, like Joker, uh, I think is a brilliant actor. So I'm curious to see what this looks like. Cool. Okay, Andy, over to you. Um, I think all the rest of mine on my list do not have release dates yet, so I'm kind of just 
going in random order at this point. But um, next one I'm really excited for is David Fincher's The Killer, which is set to come out at some point this year. Uh, it's an adaptation of a of a graphic novel or series of comics of the same name, which I have not read. Um, but I think kind of the basic premise is you've got this, um, you know, uh, assassin kind of killer for hire um, who's like waiting for his next job. And he's he's sort of losing his mind as he as he wades through this world of, uh, you know, amorality and and just kind of waiting to figure out what happens next uh for him um so i think it's kind of a real dark weird character study set against the backdrop of you know murder and mercenaries cool i saw uh steven soderbergh releases a list of what he watched for the year apparently mm-hmm. he watched this movie four times in one week so that's a pretty glowing endorsement i would say yeah wow cool Next on my list is Craven the Hunter, another film from the Marvel Universe. Obviously, they're in this phase now where they're like they're finding these, you know, different characters who are not A-list characters. In this case, actually a villain rather than uh, than a thing who's mostly Spider-Man's nemesis. I remember they did a thing back when I was still reading comic books regularly, where he was always sort of like this goofy character with sort of a circus type outfit. And they did this thing where he, where they did a, a series with him where they really sort of darkened him up and make him interesting. Um, and uh, it, I'm interested because it stars Aaron Taylor Johnson, of course, an interesting actor who's done different things. Um, and it's directed by J.C. Chandor. Uh, probably people mostly know him for All Is Lost uh, with uh, uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Uh, and I just love the idea of taking like a, a you know a villain and let's make a movie about a, a, a Marvel villain. Okay, Alec, back to you. I believe the next movie on my list is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I mm. would assume this is probably on both of your lists as well. Uh, mm. Big James Gunn fan. Uh, love the trailer for it. Pretty much moves me to tears every time I see it. Uh, <laughs> love the use of the Space Hog song in the trailer too. Um, you guys have thoughts on the movie? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. James Gunn has said in interviews and stuff that uh, the focus is going to be on Rocket Raccoon this time, which I'm all for. He's been my favorite guardian this whole time and i'm excited for him to kind of get his due um much like uh the ant-man trailer i'm a little worried this is you know the last we're gonna have of rocket raccoon but uh i i think it'll be a really good really gut-punching story regardless i'm a big rocket guy too my dog's named after him so (laughs) (laughs) well who knows i mean he is cgi so there's Bradley Cooper is willing. They could, you know, do Rocket Raccoon spinoffs until the end of time if they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that one. I'll be interested to see what the Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, obviously it's been very much in the comedic space. And yet, you know, mm-hmm. in the Avengers movies, we've, you know, brought all this pain and darkness and the loss of Gamora. So I'll be interested to see what that franchise looks like in another outing with kind of like all these, by necessity, darker layers on it. Uh, I am super stoked for Killers of the Flower Moon, however. I mean, it's DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons, Robert De Niro. Some of my favorite musicians are in the movie. Sturgill Simpson, Jason Isbell, uh, Jack White is in the movie. It should be really cool. So I think it's debuting at Con in May, and then when it releases from there, I don't know. All right. Well, if I've got it right, if I've got it wrong, then we'll have a little bonus preview of 2024. (laughs) There you go. I saw it on two lists for 2023, so um do we want to talk more about killers of the flower moon and just jump ahead there because i think andy that was on your list 
Uh, sure. I'm, I'm also really excited for that one. Um, Alec mentioned the cast. I think also Brendan Fraser has joined the cast of that one, um, which is really cool. You know, always excited to see him jump into more high profile movies now. Um, but yeah, I, I know next to nothing about like the actual, um, story of it, but, um, you know, a cast like that Scorsese, I'm just always excited to see what's next from them. All right, Alex, let's go back to you. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is on my list. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is actually my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, just really dug it. Uh, different directors this time, but I think uh, same writers, same producers. Uh, trailer looked good. Are you guys stoked for this one at all? Yeah, um, the I really like the trailer for it. Um, I know we're kind of, we're deep into this sort of, multiverse era of pop culture now but uh you know spider-verse kind of kicked that off um so they they have kind of free reign over that and you know seeing a thousand different spider-man on the screen is is always fun for me and i loved the first one it had a lot of heart and i loved that the trailer for the new one is like it like the whole framing of the trailer is on like the relationship of miles and his mother which is really cool it's kind of a sign that like okay yeah we're still keeping it you know, close to the heart. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Alec, do, when we go back to you, or did we yeah, just I could do just, I could just run through these fast if you want. I don't know if you guys have any more. Um, Asteroid City is one I'm looking forward to. It's the mm-hmm. new Wes Anderson. Uh, his last one wasn't my favorite, but the uh, idea of him teaming up with Tom Hanks and Margot Robbie certainly intriguing. Um, Barbie was on my list. Um the shots I've seen and the uh, trailer, uh, it's all ridiculous. I love it. Uh, I'm a big Margot Robbie fan. I'm the weirdo who liked her two f- huge flops from 2022. I'm the, I'm the one guy who likes those movies. So I, I will see her in anything. Ryan Gosling's also one of my favorites. And Greta Gerwig writing with Noah Baumbach, of all people, a Barbie movie just seems yeah. like it's going to be super trippy. See, that's where it twisted for me because I saw the previews. I saw the art. I was like, okay, this is fun. This is goofy. Um, and then I saw the Greta Gerwig was directing and co-writing with Baumbach, and I was just like, what? <laughs> and I, I went immediately from like, okay, this is just some hokey cheese to this should be cool. This, I, I want to see what they're going to do with this source material because it just seems – I mean, I can't even reconcile it in my brain. So I, want, I'm, I went from having no interest to tons of interest. Uh, I think that was on your list too, yeah, Andy? Yeah, I'm really excited for that one. It just looks like a trip, like you said. I, I just, I can't wait. Okay, uh, Andy, I think we've got uh, at least one more on your list. Yeah, I've got a couple more. Um, uh, one being Stone Mattress from uh, director Lynn Ramsey, who was known for, uh, well, most recently, You Were Never Really Here, which I loved. Uh, also, I think you we need to talk about Kevin. Um but yeah, I, I there's not a lot of details out about Stone Mattress yet. The I think it's based on a book, and the plot of that is basically a six-year-old uh, retiree. She goes on a luxury cruise through the Northwest Passage um, and meets uh, another man on that, and it's just kind of their journey uh, uh, among these people, you know, in their in the life of luxury and that sort of thing. Um, but really, it's just her uh, Lynn Ramsey's you know filmography that has me excited for 
another one. I, I just, I can't say enough good things about you were never really here. That was a really profound uh, movie experience for me. So I'm just jazzed about whatever is coming next from Lynn Ramsey. Cool. Seems like an interesting, interesting pick. Um, one for my list, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, I was not wild about the first one, but it was a really uh, cool visual. I thought it was visually one of the most interesting superhero movies in recent years. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what they can do with the next step there. Um, maybe it'll be the uh, uh, first step in the the Amber Heard, uh, you know, coming back from uh, everything she's been going on in her personal slash professional life. Um, you know, our audience is going to accept her. So I'm, I'm curious. All right. Uh, and I think you've got one more on your list, Alec. Yeah. My last movie is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Um, mm-hmm. I w- I liked Tenet better than most folks did. And I adored his previous movie, Dunkirk. It's probably my favorite movie of his. The cast of this movie is bonkers. It's uh, yeah. Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh. Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Rami Malek. It goes on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, you should Google it and check it out yourself. I was looking at it just now. There's people I didn't even know were in this. Apparently Ben Affleck's in it too. Um, just yeah. Everybody in Hollywood is in this movie. Uh, yeah, I remember when they were, like on Twitter, we would keep seeing during the production, and now they're joining the cast, and they join the cast. And I, you know, I would say like, at this point, would it be easy to just start listing who's not in the cast? Because <laughs> it does seem like all of Hollywood is in this. Yeah. Um, and I think that one, I think Oppenheimer also releases alongside Barbie. I think they share a weekend. Uh, All the double so, feature right there. Yeah, I will be seeing both of those movies back to back for sure. All right, I will wrap things up. The last thing on my list is Dune Part 2, which may be a curious choice because I was not wild about Dune Part 1. Mm. I'm, I'm more uh, curious to see what they can do. Like, can they stick the landing on this one? Um, because it, it was like one of the strangest movie experiences I had recently where it's like no one knew that it was just the first half of the novel in this in this in this movie. Like they didn't hadn't announced that. It was just like you watched it. It was two and a half hours long. And you know, it was like, OK, obviously they're not finishing the book here. And then it's like and, then, and they had no plans or financing or a script or anything to complete it. So if the movie had flopped, that, that easily could have just been boom and we're done. Uh, which is a like another movie. golden compass situation or something. Yeah, so <laughs> big movies uh, or like the Divi- Di- Divergent franchise where it's like they made them up. Oh, we had a money and no one liked it, so we're stopping. So yeah. I'm curious to see what they can do with it um, because it's a, it's a great intellectual property. You know, the first movie was flawed, but you know, still compelling. So I'm curious to see can they can they stick the landing? Can they pull it out of the nosedive? And do something really cool and interesting. Um, I think they have a good chance, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying your blurry cat, Andy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a feeling watching Dune Two will make me like the first Dune better. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah, exactly. maybe like it, it lifts it. I like. Uh, yeah. I always mispronounce his name, Denny Villeneuve. Or one of you guys. Villeneuve, I think. Yeah. Villeneuve. Uh, and Dune was one of my least favorite movies of his thus far, but like mm-hmm. something like Sicario or Rival, I think the dude's a hell of a filmmaker, and I'm always curious to see what he's going to churn out. Yeah, I thought I thought the first one I felt similarly to you guys. It was just so 
I mean, gorgeous, obviously, but like just really dry on character. Like I didn't feel like emotionally attached to any of it. Um, so like you said, Alec, I'm really hoping the second one kind of fills out those characters. So then I can kind of retroactively look back on the first one. I was like, oh, this was a good or important setup for future stories, even if it's not, you know, uh, super compelling on its own. I mean, jumping yeah. back to Aquaman. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say that kind of the same experience with the last two harry potter movies i had because it's like the first one deathly hallows part one i was just like it's like it's all set up i'm like waiting for the movie to start <laughs> and then they absolutely brought it all together and i thought the last movie was the best movie in that franchise so i'm hoping they can do the same with dune jumping back to aquaman i found momoa to be far and away the most charismatic and likable performance in that first movie and i think he's he's great as aquaman too so i'm curious about that movie uh, there is one I forgot from my list. And I want to shout it out real quick. Uh, Scream 6 coming out right. in March. Uh, Scream from last year was one of my top 10 favorite movies of of, of 2022. And uh, I, on Friday, I watched Jason Takes Manhattan. I want to see <laughs> Ghostface Takes Manhattan. I'm, I'm pumped. So it's the same filmmakers, Radio Silence. They did Ready or Not. They're really talented guys. I think this is going to be a super fun flick. Well, cool. Well, thanks, guys. So that is our look ahead to 2023, the movies us three are most looking forward to. Of course, if you have uh, anything that we didn't hit, feel free to leave it in the comments there, and we will see you next time. See you guys. Thank you.